Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode. Hey friends and welcome to The Happy Hour. My name is Jamie Ivey and I'm your host every single week and this is episode number 46 with my friend Winter Pitts. Winter is a mom to four girls. She lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and she recently released a new devotional for tween girls called For Girls Like You. She also has been creating a quarterly magazine for girls that's called For Girls Like You, also for girls in the ages 8 through 11, and my daughter's story has both of these, and we love them. Listen later, because we're going to give something away, so I'll tell you at the end how you can win that. I want to say thank you to a couple people who have left comments. Jennifer Visor on Twitter sent me a message and it says, I feel like I've been living under a rock. I just discovered Jamie Ivey's podcast. Hashtag subscribed. Jennifer, thanks so much. And I'm so glad that you subscribed. If you want to subscribe, it's super easy. Go over to iTunes and just search the happy hour with Jamie Ivey and then hit subscribe. And when you do that, it automatically pops up in your device. So every week when I release a new episode, you get to know about it first. I want to say thank you to Jen. She left a comment over my blog on a recent podcast episode, and she said, thank you so much for your interview with Tasha. I started listening to your podcast a few weeks ago when you interviewed Emily Lex. I'm grateful for Tasha and the way she graciously talked about the issue of race in our country. As a person in the majority in our country, I haven't understood why race has been such a heated topic lately. But her comment when she said, just because it doesn't happen to you doesn't mean it's not happening, struck me deeply. I'll be checking out the links you provided, and I'm praying God will show me how to begin building bridges as I walk through my daily life in my town. Thank you. That comment means a lot to me because that's what I wanted that episode to be at. That's what I wanted that episode to be about with Tasha and I, all about building bridges. And so if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend you go back and listen to the podcast with Tasha Morrison. We talk all about racial reconciliation and how all of us can work at that in our own lives. Today's show is sponsored by Fund the Nations. Fund the Nations helps people fundraise for their adoption, mission trip, or cause by creating custom, low-cost t-shirts for them to sell. Their custom design work is always free, and they set it up where you pre-sell the shirts. So whether you sell 25 or 50 or 150, you're guaranteed to make money off of it because every shirt you purchase has already been paid for. They've worked with organizations like Compassion International and Lifeline Children's Services and thousands of families just like yours. They have helped these families and organizations to raise over $1 million per year in fundraising, and they'd love to help you find your calling. I recently told you that my brother has been working with them on a t-shirt design, and just yesterday he told me how he's been working with a guy named Josh that works there and how awesome they've been. They worked on the design. My brother sent me all the designs that they sent him, and we thought about which one looked the best. And the one he picked is just so wonderful. And all of that design work is free. And so my brother's going to sell t-shirts. And however many he sells, he's guaranteed to make money off them. So if you're looking to raise money for something, check out Fund the Nations. You can find more information about them over at my blog, jamieivy.com. All right, guys. Here is the newest happy hour with my friend Winter Pitts. And I'm recording this on the 4th of July night, and I hope that you're having a great weekend with your family. I'm about to go on vacation with my husband, so I'm super excited. So we will have a week without a happy hour podcast, but that's okay, because I'll be coming back soon after the 4th of July with great guests. 
And I cannot wait for you to introduce you to all of these women that I have talked to lately on my show. Guys, have a great week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your comments. And thanks, thanks for subscribing. Here is my friend Winter. Winter and I met when I, when we both went to Uganda a couple weeks ago with Still Hope. And I have talked about that a hundred times on this podcast before. But you were actually the first person I met. Oh yeah, because we met in the airport. We met in the airport, and we had a yeah. burger at the at a burger place before we met Carrie, and it was just you and I. We did, and we had gluten free French fries. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that you made you just laugh so hard at me because I asked for a gluten free bun, and then I ordered French fries, and the lady's like, "You know that they have gluten." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I don't mean gluten free. I just like gluten free bread." <laughs> you probably thought she is so weird. <laughs> No, I thought it was great. I was like, perfect. I really do like gluten-free bread. It's weird. I'm going to try it. I still haven't tried it, but I'm going to. But I also like gluten-filled french fries. Yeah. A lot. Less gluten is better than more gluten, (laughs) right? right? It has to be, right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, so, yeah, Winter and I met on our way to Uganda. And on that, did you know anyone on that trip? I can't remember. Um, no, I did not. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. I don't think hardly anybody knew anybody. No, I think Logan was our connector and then she wasn't there. Yeah. And I had several people ask me like, are you nervous about not knowing anyone? And I was like, heck yeah, I'm nervous. Like that is like my most uncomfortable situation in the entire world to be in a foreign country with nine people. I don't know. That honestly sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah. I, I agree. And it's funny how God did that because if I, if Logan would have invited me and told me she wasn't going, you wouldn't have gone. I probably would not have gone, yeah. but because of the way it happened, I was already, you know, invested and felt a part of the team. And yeah. so it just was, but yeah. So, was, but we had a great team because everyone yeah. got along so wonderfully and it was actually a very, very wonderful experience. It was. And they, I mean, it really, I, it was my first, um, missions trip or, anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I think it was the best group of people. I mean, we were, we were just all kind of great together. I know. It really was. Which is good because we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. (laughs) A lot. That could have gone very bad. It could have gone bad very quickly. (laughs) I remember the first couple of nights. Did you stay up late the first couple of nights? Yeah, Mm. I did. I went to bed. You always went to bed. (laughs) Which is weird, but I think I was just like so tired and a little just like my brain hurt and emotionally, physically, everything kind of drained. I remember feeling like an old woman because I'm like, I used to stay up and party all night. And now I'm the one that's like, bye y'all, I'm going to bed. I know. I remember being, I was kind of jealous that you could do that because (laughs) I didn't have that type of discipline. I knew I needed to sleep, but like if everybody was up, I'd. Yeah, the little the kid in me want exactly yeah. like I wouldn't want to be left out of anything. Fear so. of missing out was overwhelming yeah. for you. <laughs> I couldn't handle it, so I just was exhausted and slept for two weeks after I got home. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> jet lag from that trip. Gosh. I thought I was going to die. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was miserable. Awful. It was as enjoyable as the trip was. The two weeks were equally Awful. miserable. So I didn't get, I got home a day later than you. I didn't get home till Monday because yeah. Carrie and I stayed over in Atlanta. And so I got home Monday. I, I felt great. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. I felt great. Aaron, and I even went on a date that night and he was like, I can't believe you're not tired. I'm like, I know everyone else is complaining. 
<laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong with them. I'm perfectly fine. Wednesday around like 1130 in the morning, I literally felt like a truck ran over me. Yeah. And I was down for like three or four days after that. Yeah. It was. And I was glad though, because I really thought, and of course my husband thought that I was just making it up a little bit or just kind of being like, I'm still just jet lag. I'm tired. Uh But he's like, you've been home for seven days. (laughs) Like you need to, (laughs) what are you talking about? But then when we were kind of talking to each other, it was comforting to realize that everybody was still, I was like, Uh see, I was showing him my text. Like, it's look, yes, <laughs> everybody awesome. is dying. Yes. Even Gary, who Gary was our photographer on our trip, and he's traveled to like 885 countries or something. He yeah. said it was the worst he'd ever felt. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that, but mm-hmm. yeah. I know. Crazy, crazy. And then I had to speak at a retreat that weekend, and I promise yeah. you, went through the first session. I messed up my words like 500 times, and I just kept going, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so tired. Like, I feel like my brain and my tongue could not work well together. It was like I couldn't even make sentences. It was pretty sad. Uh, I'm sure it was wonderful. Oh. Okay, so if people have listened to this podcast for a while, they've heard Asher on here because I had her on, I guess it posted the week before we left to go to Soul Hope in Uganda. Um, what, how would you sum up your time at Soul Hope? Oh. That's kind of a broad statement, but I mean. Yeah. Um. What was like, maybe I should ask you this. What was your favorite thing that we did? Like the outreach or the, um, okay. I don't know if it was my favorite, like memory. My favorite night mm-hmm. was the night that the children's choir was mm-hmm. there. They awakened. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, and I don't know if you've talked about Emma before on here, but I have Emma, not, the, so tell us. Okay. Emma's a, a little guy that we met in Uganda and he, his, you probably have to help me with some of the details, but his arm was probably bigger than his, I mean, it was bigger than his body. Yeah. He, just I mean, one arm, yeah. um, was just very large and it was like a weight on him. Like he had to, mm-hmm. you know, he's walking to the side and they didn't know yet what was wrong with him. And, um, and he wasn't he came, born that way. Just so everyone is clear. It was, I mean, it's like his arm had sw- swollen up. I mean, I want to say like 10 times his normal I was going to say, even, because even if you say swollen, it really, yeah, it's and not. That doesn't even, I'll put a picture yeah. up when we talk about this of him, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. Um, and so it was really hard to see him and hard to watch. And it was, it had already just kind of been hard to watch everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that night, the a choir, a choir from an orphanage, the Awaken, Arise, I'm sorry, not Awaken, Arise, talents came and it was kind of our party night. Remember, like mm-hmm. they were dancing and music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of that, when we gathered in the in the outreach house and started praying, but the kids from the orphanage were in the middle leading the prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was just beautiful because they were in the middle leading the prayer over Emma. And I mean, the, this little girl—I think she was probably about eleven, you know—and she was crying out to God on behalf of this little boy. More than a, it, it just was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was overwhelming and then the circle just kept going out and so she was in the middle praying for him then all of her you know um friends or people you know the uh, kids were surrounding her and they were all crying and then there was the the team from the team with us you mm-hmm. know and then there were there the people that were living at the outreach house and it was just a moment of I came home and I just remember feeling like that was heavenly to me mm-hmm. I mean that was just all different denominations all different races it was it and praying, crying out to mm. God over for somebody else. I mean, it was just that to me just summed up the trip. It was just you know what God is, 
is real, like no matter where you live or what your circumstances are. And it made me really think about how often my tears and I cry out like that to God, but it's on my behalf. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to see an 11 year old crying, like, like, you know, praying like that and a group of kids praying like that over somebody else, you know, when they definitely had their own share of things that they could have been praying, praying about. Anyway, that was my favorite memory kind of some summary of the trip was just that moment. That was a great night. I just got chills when yeah. you were talking about that again. Just, just remember being in that room. And yeah. I think it was even more special because it was the kids were actually leading it. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept Definitely. thinking to myself, if my kids were here, they would be like, are we done yet? Yeah. Where's my deal? I mean, I was, they were just, they had so much maturity to them about, um, faith. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is they just seemed well beyond their years. And, Believing and trusting that God could heal him. Yeah. It was, it was so good. Tri- it was good. It was so wonderful. Um, did you happen to buy any of the flip-flops while we were there? I did. Okay. I just saw that Soul Hope is now selling them on their website. I think I saw that too. And I mean, I'm not just like, go buy Soul Hope flip-flops, but y'all, they're really cute. And I like them a I lot. Know. I wear them all the time. That's what I was. I just wore mine. I wear them all the time as well. And they're great. Actually, although, didn't you wear them in London? <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> although I did wear them in London when we stopped over, and I do not recommend that. It was a. It was freezing, and they just yeah. didn't do me well for walking fast pace for four. What do we have? Like four? Well, a four, like three or four hours in London. I mean, I feel like the walking part was about three hours, and we literally did like the city in three hours. So everything. <laughs> Everything. And your little toes were just out. In oh, them. and I was freezing because, yeah. you know, we had just come from Uganda and then we'd show up in London and it's freezing. But we've rocked it because we're there. You're going to do it. We did. And it was fun. Yeah, it was great. Um, okay, Winter, thank yes. you, first of all, for the magazine that you sent Story. Oh, yay. I'm so glad she got it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so I remember when I met you. One of the coolest things about you is that you just started the magazine for little girls. Um, Probably out of necessity because you have four girls and you thought, hey, you know, kids love to get mail, all kinds of stuff in here. Um, But I got one for Story and she loves it. That's so nice to hear. I I love that. She loves it. It is so like kid friendly Um, and it has stuff written from girls, like young girls, not just you or adults. Um, crafts, just everything that a little girl would love. And so way to go. This is awesome. Yay. Thank you. When did you start doing this? I started doing it about four years ago. And it's funny because I did start it out of a necessity just for my, for the girls here <laughs> in my house, mm-hmm. but I didn't really start it to plan on giving it to anybody else. Oh, I just, so you was, really just like created something for your daughters. Yeah. Like I literally, I, I don't know much about design. I mean, I've always done nonprofit marketing stuff. So, you know, you kind of get, I had my feet wet in a little bit of it, but I downloaded like a trial thing of some design program and I was just desperate to get my, you know, six-year-old at the time, she may have been about seven, Um, but I was just desperate to, to give her something that was for her and that, you know, didn't have all this advertisement trying to get her to want a bunch of other things and messages and boyfriends. And, you know, I just Mm -hmm. wanted something and I couldn't find it. And I was just like, you know what, let me just throw this, let me not throw it because it took a long time. But I was like, let me put this together for her. 
And it was just one of those things that as I was doing it, you know, my husband was looking at me like, you know, it's three in the morning. Like, when are you going to bed? (laughs) You're like, I have to get this done for the girls. Right. I'm doing this. I'm doing this for the girls. Um, And yeah, just slowly we were kind of like, you know what? Maybe this is something that like other (laughs) girls might enjoy. So, And as a mom to a girl, you're right. Everything that I feel like that is geared towards young girls has such messages that I do not want my young girl having. I yeah. Mean, it's crazy. Yeah. The and the media that's thrown at them. You know what? And I will say, because it's not necessarily, because there are some good Christian resources, mm-hmm. but for that age, like that seven, eight, nine year old, mm-hmm. there really wasn't much. And so even the Christian resources are for girls that are a bit older. Yeah. So it's not like that's wrong or bad stuff. I just wasn't ready for her yeah. to have it uh-huh. yet. Yeah. It's just different so, topics and probably, yeah. you know, age appropriate stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. So how often do you put these magazines out? It's quarterly. Okay. So, yep, four times a year and we just mail them out. And it's true, too. I was so excited. They come in, like, the clear envelope. Uh Well, actually, I think I sent you was in a different one. It was, yeah. They normally come in an envelope where the girls can see the cover. And it just is a lot of fun. Yeah. So, we, you know, just thinking they, my girls are excited when they get anything Mm. in the mail. Oh, yes. I'm excited when I get stuff in the mail. Yeah, that's true. If it's not a bill. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh. So, so it's fun to do. And now watching, I started it when my 11 year old was so much younger. And so now she's kind of, you know, she's 11 now. And so she still enjoys it, but mostly she's helping me like What's do your it. oldest name? Alina. So she has like, she wrote something in this one. Yeah. She's been doing that more and more. And that's, so that's fun to, and she likes it. Like, she's like, mommy, can I, you know, I'm not like, Lena, can you please give me something? Mm-hmm. For next? <laughs> she's like, oh, mommy, I wrote this. You think you can use it in the magazine? You know, so it's okay, that's fun. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, did I see somewhere that one of your daughters is in a movie? You did. Oh, tell me. <laughs> Alina. Is Alina. In, okay. Is in a movie. It's um, if you're familiar with any of the Kendrick Brothers movies, uh-huh. they've done um, Courageous and Fireproof and yeah. mm-hmm. a couple of other ones. They have a new one coming out in theaters August 28th, and Alina has a leading role. She plays oh the daughter gosh. of the family in it. So. Yeah, she's Is this a, like um, something she's been wanting to do. How did this happen? How absolutely did your daughter not. end up in a movie uh, as like a leading role? Yes, it is. It is a complete God thing. She has never done anything like it. I mean, okay. she's never. Of course, you know, all little girls want to be in a movie yeah. or most anyway. Um, but I had a a friend of mine. Well, the the lady that plays Priscilla Shire plays the mom in the movie, okay. and she was auditioning for the role and knew. That her role was going to have a daughter. And uh-huh. she just called me and just said, do you think Alina would be interested in auditioning for it? She's like, I haven't gotten it yet. I'm auditioning. But, you know, I know that there's a little girl and maybe Alina could do it. And we were kind of like, okay, but really? You know, like she's not going to get a, mo- a role in a movie. But right. we did a little video, sent it. And um, the casting directors replied and just said, you know what? Can we see? Can we see a little bit more? And... We did another little piece that they asked us. Like, and they, what do you even do? Like, you record her doing a, what? They sent us a little script. Okay. So a very small portion of the movie, you know, a couple of lines. They sent it to us and asked me just to record her saying those lines. Um, so once she kind of got a first, like, it was good. Can we see her do this? We were like, wait, wait she, this script yeah, really happened. Uh-huh. But then it was like a month and we didn't hear anything. And so we were like, I guess it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know. The end of the, the end of May last year, we got a phone call and they're like, we've auditioned. They did their live auditions and, um, 
you know, they really went through a real process and were like, we want Alina to play the little girl. Can she be here in four days? Be where? So we, in Charlotte. We're in Dallas and uh-huh. they were filming in Charlotte. So they were asking me to pack up for the entire summer. I did not know this. And move to Charlotte basically for two months um, with, yeah, with Alina to be in a movie. And it was, it, it just, it worked. And I, the only way it worked was because God did it. Because I have three other daughters and a husband and we live in Dallas. Yeah. And I was like, Who did you take with you? I took Alina to start. Um, Jonathan, my husband stayed back with the girls. They came for halfway through and stayed for about three weeks. And then we, it was, it's all complicated because then my family's in Baltimore. So they came to Charlotte for a couple of weeks, stayed with us. We all stayed as a family. Jonathan was there, got to go on set, got to have fun. And then the three little ones went to Baltimore to be with my family. And Jonathan came back to go to work in Dallas. And and then I stayed the rest of the summer with Alina. Okay. Now. I mean, yeah. like, this is like a movie set. Did you, like, go every day and sit in one of those chairs that we see on TV? I, I did. I was in, like, a cast, like a casting chair, like the big high chair. And, and what did you do? I had little headphones on, and I could listen and be a part. But it's funny because, really, I couldn't do much because she was my daughter. But uh-huh. on set, they were, they were, you know, just in charge of her. Um, and so I just had to watch. And it was actually pretty fascinating to watch her operate like with that much maturity or responsibility without me. Yeah. So I was really, I mean, I was really proud of her and please, I cried a lot. And then, and then, you know, I got to hang out. Yeah. I was just proud of her. It was just, yeah, I was, I was proud of her. So, cause the days are very, very long and she, um, had to learn how to like jump rope. She had a jump rope coach. And so she would be on set all day. And as a mom, I'm kind of like, my baby needs to go to bed. Right. And then they would ask her to go and practice with the jump rope coach. So she would be sore and tired. And I'm kind of, you know, trying to baby her. And she's just like, mom, it's okay. Like I got it, you know? And it was just like, okay, I guess. So she she's... took it very seriously. I mean, this was like a thing yeah. for her. Yeah, she, she did. And I'm, now it's opened a whole new world. I was going to say, her. well, did she get paid? I mean, that sounds like a dumb question, but yeah, she did. She got paid. Um, she really has no idea. I mean, yeah. what, you know, she did get paid and she has, we put it aside for her mm-hmm. for school, but it's just funny hearing her talk because she really has no idea <laughs> what she So was. is this something she'd want to do again? Yes, she does. So we are, so it's just, we're, are you we're moving walking, forward with that? You know, we're not chasing it, mm-hmm. but the movie comes out in August. They've already doing, started doing some pre-screenings and things. And so we're just kind of like, okay, we'll see what, what happens. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, we're, we're, I just can't with the other girls in life, mm-hmm. I can't chase it. Like we can't fly around doing auditions and yeah. doing all this, but you know, God, we didn't chase that and God right. opened the door. So we're just like, okay, she enjoyed it. She was, I say it as her mom, but now that other people have seen it, they've all said she was pretty good at it. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, no, I think she, I think she could do this. So I don't know. We'll see. Is it seem crazy? Like, did you ever th- when you look at your life that you spent two months last summer, like on a film, on a set and your daughter's in a movie, does that seem crazy? It seems very crazy. And it seems so silly because I don't get starstruck, but I've watched all the Kendrick brothers movies. Like, and so now when I get a text from one of the Kendricks, it's like, Oh wait, right. Kendrick just texted me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, what is my life? Of course he's only asking something about Alina, but it's still, but you're still, it's like something that you have looked up to and enjoyed. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, I just stepped into this world. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So, that is so fun. Are now, are any of your other girls like, Ooh, I want to do this. Oh my goodness. Yes. My, um, <laughs> <laughs> just imagine four girls. Oh so. my gosh. No. Yes. Yeah. And my, the eight year old is Miss Personality. And uh-huh. so she is literally like, when is it going to be my time? Like, oh my gosh. When is it my turn? Um, so, you know, we're, we're working through all that. And she did, she did a little fashion show. Any opportunity that I can mm-hmm. try to find, I've been trying to do that. So Caitlin was in a fashion show on Saturday. So that got, that'll, that'll get us through for a little while. Man, bless you with four girls. I have some girlfriends that have, I have a girlfriend that has two girls and she's having a boy and she's not happy about it. She wanted all girls. Yeah. And I have another girlfriend that's pregnant and she, with her third and they're not finding out and she's just praying that it's a girl because she wants all girls. And literally I have one and I'm like, these (laughs) girls are so much work. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They are. They are are a lot of work, but. You know what? I get it though, because the twins, we thought one of them, not we thought, but you know, early sonograms, they mm-hmm. thought one was a boy and they asked us, they didn't want to tell us, but we were like, tell us anyway. And they said, you know, we think we see a boy. And then, you know, the next month they were like, it's a girl, you know, it's a girl. And we were, you know, we wanted a boy because, you know, for, we were like, yeah. okay, twins, like what are the chances? Right. Um, but now I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful that it's all girls because it's, it's what we know. It's what you do. I know. Yeah. It's just what we know. And honest, I think you should try have an, another girl because oh, you're so then <laughs> no. they just have each other to, to go against and you can just come in and be, they just love on you. Oh, uh, story does ask because she feels, I mean, three brothers, she's, yeah. she's the lone man out around here. And, um, also she's the youngest. And so I feel like no matter what you are, fourth kid is just, it's a hard place to be in a big family, you know? Yeah. Um, she is always asking for a sister and I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. This- oh, Jamie, I think this is a sign. We are done around here. I did <laughs> winter. I did have a dream the other night. This is, this is like a weird, you know, how dreams are weird. Like uh-huh. they don't make sense. So I had a dream that I walked into this bathroom and this is so freaking weird, but I, I found this baby in the sink underwater, wow. but it had something over its mouth. So it wasn't drowning. So it was okay. okay. And I found this baby and we adopted it. Uh oh. I asked Aaron the next day, I was like, what do you think it means? He said, it means nothing. It's stupid. <laughs> Don't like, <laughs> why are you reading into a dream? But I thought that's so weird. Uh- yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. And now we're having this conversation. Mm-mm. I mean, you no. know, <laughs> we are full around here. Four is a good number. Yeah, I agree. Actually, four is a is a good number. Everybody has a partner on the roller coaster. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's <laughs> a good way to look at it. I know four is good. Yeah. Mm. Did yeah. you ever did you ever think about five? No, we well, you had we had twins. Did, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say we had two, and we were were very loosely thinking about three. <laughs> <laughs> and then look what happened. And there so comes four. Yeah. So no, we yeah we're we, no we do think about adopting. We have mm-hmm. you know that is something that we um feel you know we feel called to and that we'll eventually do that. But yeah. as far as me having no more babies coming out of you. Yes, we're done. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear. Yeah. You. I only had one come out of me, and you know that was it. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a question for you. Yep. We've talked about this before, but I want to talk about this with everyone else. You have this book that came out. It's called For Girls Like You, and it's a devotional for tweens. Yes. What does tween mean? You like know, it's seven it's, to, or what is it? It's technically the like the book says eight to eleven. Eight to eleven. Okay. Uh, 
we may say eight to 12 actually, but somewhere in there, but I really think it's maturity level Mm -hmm. because I think that if you have, I tell people it's be an immature, not in a bad way, but kids are just really, there's just a wide variety of like 11 year olds these days or 12 year olds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like if you have a 12 year old that's on the more immature side, or a seven-year-old that's on the more mature side. You know, they're kind yeah, of in, in between there. Yeah. 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 So well, the term is, you know, getting younger yeah. and younger, but I really think the age is just kind of not, it's really the maturity level and what they can. Yeah. Handle. And I would say that story, uh, my daughter's story is almost seven and a half. And I would say spiritually, she's pretty immature. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of looking at that. And so I, I've got this book, for, your book for girls like you, it's a devotional and we've been reading through it at night. And I would say that we could definitely, we're going to definitely be able to go through this book like three times because I feel like she's a little spiritually immature, you know, like yeah. it's just, yeah. things aren't really clicking and stuff and everything. But, um, I really love what you did here, Winter. I love this book. Oh, thank you. I now, wish you could see me, but like... <laughs> Oh, no, I really do. I love it because as a, as a mom to a daughter, it's tackling really, really like it opens up conversation, you know? So even when we close the book at night and after we say the prayer, it just opens up conversation between a mom and a daughter that sometimes it's not difficult, but sometimes you just need a little, a little like kind of little door, a little opening. Yeah. Yeah. A little opening to talk about something. Yeah. Yeah. So when you decide to write a book, did you always want to do a devotional? No. Um, I did not. I actually, you know, I was already doing the magazine and just that wasn't, I didn't really decide to do that. That just was going. And, um, so when I started talking with Harvest House was a publisher for it about a book, my immediate thought was just a book for girls. Like it was just a book and they actually had the idea for devotional. And, um, you know, as I started doing it, I was like, this actually makes so much sense because as I was doing it, it was that, like, I literally was writing that. I would have conversations with my girls yeah. or hear them going through something or talking about something. And from that, I would be like, you know what? This, we, I would basically write off of a conversation we just had. Yeah. Um, and so even now, like, we use it as a family. And like you're saying, like, my twins, they try, you know, they'll read it. But I'm like, no, we're going to go back over this yeah. when y'all are, yeah. you know, a little bit older. So yeah. they enjoy it, but they'll get it more later. But either way, we use it and it does. We just... It just, we just keep talking. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So it's basically, it was just conversations that you were already having that you wrote down for us. Yeah, basically. Mm, I figured if, that, I, yeah. <laughs> if I'm having them, certainly. It's exactly right. Yeah. So. Um, are you working on anything new? I am. What are you working on? Probably more, another devotional. Okay, good. That's kind of a brand new, we Is just started talking. Is since but, I saw you? Yeah. So, but, um. Yeah, because it won't, it doesn't get old. And this one, I think we'll do a, more of a theme. The, the one that is out is, it covers everything. Mm-hmm. And this one, I'm, I'm, we're still working through it, but, um, it will be a little bit different, but it'll be devotional style and kind of interactive for girls to, you know, chat and write down and That's share really their thoughts. Cool. That's so. really cool. You know what? I just thought about this and this is completely just came into my head. I have a girlfriend here who her daughters have created this little like girls club type thing. And they meet every Friday or something at her house after school and they do crafts. They do all kinds of stuff. Isn't that cool that they do that? I love that. I I love that. And it's totally led by her daughters. I mean, it's crazy. You know, Um, I'll let you finish. But I was going to say, I was thinking like, 
what if we had like material for like girls clubs? Yeah. You know, like kind of how you do your magazine and devotionals kind of bridge those together. Yep. We have, um, you, are you volunteering some services or something? No, I'm volunteering you. I'm telling you. (laughs) Maybe you should talk to your publisher about this. Like, I don't know if there's a big need for that though. Like how many girls clubs are there in the world that would actually use that? Well, I think that that there, you know what? I think that there are lots, there are a couple of girls clubs. Like there's the American Heritage Girls and they are, I mean, they're kind of like the Girl Scouts Christian version. Okay. They've uh-huh. been around a long time. And then just lots of churches. I think it's mostly what you're talking about, just either churches or girls that have just decided, let's get together and, and do something. Yeah, so they're just in their neighborhood and yeah. having friends over. So we've, you know, thought about it. I lead a little girls club at like a, an after school program here in Dallas. And, you know, we've talked about that because again, you know, I'm all about using what's already happening. So yeah. as I'm teaching those lessons to the girls, right. a lot of times I am kind of writing that down and thinking, you know what, maybe later on we'll put this into some format that'll yeah. be helpful to, to a group setting. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. Looky there. When you bring that idea to the table, make sure you mention me. I will. I will. <laughs> Soon as you have that fifth baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, gracious. Okay. So you're working on a new devotional. Okay. That's really great. Yeah. I love that. Um, have you, did you always want to write books? It's one of those things. I remember being little and saying like, you know, one day I'm going to write a book. Um, but that, you know, I was little and I just, for a long time, um, I thought that that was kind of a lost dream. It just Mm kind of went away because I was having kids and it just didn't look like life was going to go into anywhere Mm -hmm. that would be worth writing about. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no. But so it's just funny how um, God ended up using that, you know, even thinking I'd write a book one day. I had did, never thought, like, I'm going to write a book for girls one day. Right. I'm going to write it for kids one day. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where my life was, and he still granted me that desire, and it was like, oh, cool. This is good. And you come from, like, your family is a family that's, like, doing stuff. You know? Yeah. Like, you're surrounded by people that are doing stuff as well. Which is good and not bad, but it's no. good. Challenging. It presents its challenges. <laughs> it, I'm sure, just like anything else, but it also is like good encouragement as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? For sure. It's so, a. Um, I feel very blessed because anything from, you know, some my cousin and I, or we, you know, we'll get together and just have writing days. <laughs> we'll yeah. just sit somewhere together and just write, and that's a blessing that we actually have two cousins that we do that, and it's just kind of neat. Like, wow, like. Who are your cousins that write? Crystal, uh-huh. uh, Hurst, and Priscilla Shire. Okay, yeah. And your so, uncle is Dr. Tony Evans? Yes. See, and, yeah, your, and your cousin? He doesn't want to sit and write with us, and I don't understand why That's not. so rude. <laughs> I don't understand either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great, because then it's just great to have people to, like, bounce stuff off, you know? Yeah. Yep. And we're already doing life together. So it does just make it like we didn't have to try to build this. You know, we're just already like, yes. hey, you want to bring the kids over and we sit and have coffee and talk about what the next idea is? It's great. It's so great. It's-, it's so good. Um, okay. So I have this new little thing on the show where I ask everyone three things they're loving. Okay. What are you loving these days? I am loving my crock pot. Your crock pot. Yes. Okay. This is, well, I, when you mentioned earlier about, you know, trying to thaw out the chicken and everything, I was going to ask you if you do crock pot meals. Yeah. It's one of those things though that I go through seasons where I forget that it's there uh-huh. and then, you know, and then I pull it out and I'm like, I can't believe I've been trying to do life without this. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like my husband doesn't understand my need for the crock pot because he's like a chef, you know? Uh, I mean, it's, 
It's yeah. wonderful. But when I have to cook, it is so stressful that the crock pot is my best friend. Yeah, the crock pot. It, it is fabulous. And it, it comes out. I mean, you know, like the meals are good. Yeah. It looks like I really was doing something. I okay, I'm going to hook you up and everybody else up because um, two weekends ago, Aaron and I went out of town. And so there was someone staying here with our kids. And so I pre-made all of these meals to freeze that she could put in the crock pot. So want to do that. So, And okay. I just bought some chicken this weekend and made like two different meals just to put in the freezer so that whenever it's my time to cook, it doesn't stress me out. How, yeah, but how did you just take like a Saturday morning and just... Well, these are really, really, really easy. And they're these are not cooked. So you basically just have like chicken in freezer bags and then you put all the ingredients in there. Freeze it. I need to then, see those recipes, please. I know. And then I thaw them out overnight and put them in the crock pot in the morning. Okay, I'm so serious. I need to see what these exact, like, I'll not just tell you. me chicken and ingredients. I like, I want to know exactly what. <laughs> I will send the them to you and I will post them on my uh, website, jamieivy.com, when this podcast is aired. But yes. I'll send them to you as soon as we get off the phone. Because I am, I'm always online. You know, and there are a couple of good websites yeah. for crock pot recipes, but yeah. I am always. But to have it already prepared would make life so much. Yes. And I get a little, like, I want to be the person that does the whole once a month cooking thing, yes. you know, where you spend yep. like 15 hours, you create all these meals. I mean, that would really last, last our family like three meals because I just don't have to cook that much. Aaron does it. Yep. But it seems so overwhelming. Yeah, I agree. That I just I've can't praying. even That's do it. You know, I've been praying. Like, God, when are you going to give me the desire to cook? <laughs> well, I just gave you crock pot <laughs> recipes, so that may be an answer to prayer right there. So there you go. <laughs> okay, your crock pot. What else are you loving? Oh, um, I am also loving, um, it's a new book that I just finished, and you'll probably like this. It's called Flash. Okay. And it is by Rachel Ridge, and it's about her donkey. Oh, does it have a big donkey on the front? Yes. I've seen this everywhere lately. Okay, you should you should totally, totally read it. What's it you, about? It is about, well, the little tag is the homeless donkey who taught me about life. It's but really it's, about a donkey? It is really. And I've, she's, she's from, not Dallas, but close by. And I've actually met the donkey before he was <laughs> a star. Um, and it's really, it's literally about this donkey that shows up on her, like, property. And Wait. how taking this, like, strange donkey in and deciding to make it a part of her family. Like, all these things that God has just taught her. Okay, this sounds crazy. Yeah, it really is. But I'm telling you, like, I have, okay, this is another truth about me. I don't finish a lot of books. I uh -huh. start a lot of books. Uh -huh. I have totally finished Says this. Says the story. writer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. But I have complete, I mean, I finished this book because it's, I laughed. I like cried. I highlighted things. Oh. I read parts out loud to my husband. I mean, it is, it is a great, great book. It's okay. Great. And what's her name? Rachel Ridge. Okay, I'll put a link to it as well if you're listening. Yep. Rachel Ridge Flash. Flash. Yes, it is. And it literally, I mean, each chapter is, the book is about Flash. I mean, it really is. But then, you know, all these things that she learned in life. And I is, love how you're like, and I've met Flash. Yeah, I've met Flash. Now I need to like go back and take a picture with <laughs> you him. You do. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, that's fun. So that's my second thing. I mean, I'm, yeah, that's okay, a good. What's your third thing that you're loving? My third thing, and I actually wore these the entire time I was in Uganda, and they're still my favorite, the no-show socks from Target. I asked you about those when we were there. Do you remember that? I do. That's what me. I was just, and I mean, they're still, because they're not just like the regular, and if you don't know the no-show socks, they're like the little 
you know, the socks that don't show. Yeah. But they almost <laughs> look like ballet shoes because they don't cover yeah. your whole feet kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But Target has a good variety of lots of like cute ones. So they're, they're nobody sees them because they're no show, but uh-huh. they're very, very cute and fun to wear. So those are my like, they're great with, you know, cause I'm a Tom's or yeah. slide on type mm-hmm. girl. And those so are So like, your Tom's probably don't stink then. No. Cause you wear the no shows. Yeah. The new Toms, because before the old Toms, they still stink. Yeah. Because that's before I knew about the no-shows. The no-shows. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing you wearing those every day, and they were so cute. I mean, you couldn't see them on, but then when you take your shoes off, I could see them. Yeah. So, they're my favorites. Love them. I thought of you the other day, because I saw some some socks like that at another store, and um, made me think about you. That's <laughs> funny that that would have been one of the things you said. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's so funny. And you see socks, and you think about and me. And I think of winter. <laughs> oh. Perfect. That's so wonderful. Um, are y'all doing anything fun this summer? Um, well, premieres? you know what? I was going to say, there are three movie premieres. Is there one in Austin? No, but there's one in Dallas. When is it in Dallas? Because I'm coming to Dallas this summer. Are you? Uh, it's about, I think it's August 20th. Like, seriously, if you are going to be around, then let me know. Because they're 20th. like, it's red carpet. You know, they're going to, it's like a real movie premiere. So, um, that is so fun. Yeah, so we're doing that, and then really we're just because last summer we we had great summers, but we weren't together a lot. So we'll just we're just you know hanging out together, right. me and the kids, and oh, and then I'm writing that book. So and you're writing the book. <laughs> I'm in August, I'm in Dallas the weekend before. Can you believe that? Are you serious? Uh-huh. Oh. I'm actually in Dallas twice: the first weekend of August and the third weekend of August for two different things. Wow, man! And yours is the next one. It's so fun. Yeah. Where yeah. are your other movie premieres that you're going to? There's one in Charlotte, mm-hmm. uh, and there's one in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. That's so exciting. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. And then, like, I'll talk to you again, and you'll be trying out for another movie. <laughs> you mean I'll be taking her to you'll try out? You'll be taking out. her to try out. <laughs> now, you're not going to become, like, um, the moms that we see on TV, are you? No, absolutely not. You know, like, those shows, like Dance Mom and... Yeah. No. That's... N- no. <laughs> Because all your people around you will let you know, right? Yeah, they'll let me know. And I feel like, from what I saw on the movie set, I feel like they will let me know. Oh, yeah. You need to, excuse me, ma'am. This might not be the same environment that we're seeing some of those other movies. If you know what I mean, like a different, yeah. Yeah. I would want Yeah, and I want her to enjoy it. Like the moment she's not just doing it out of her own, you know, Uh want to do it, then we don't really need to be doing it. Yeah. (laughs) So That's awesome. Oh. Okay, well, Winter, I'm going to put up a link. Oh, you want to give away some books too? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I'll give away, I'll give away, uh, I don't know, what am I giving away? What'd you say? You told me earlier. I can give away devotional. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah? Yeah. And, yeah. I'll put it up on. Should I give away a magazine subscription too? I could do both. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. How about a book and a magazine subscription? Perfect. Okay, and I'll put up on, um, my blog, jamieivy.com, how to do that, and then we'll pick a winner. And oh, it's so fun for women to have um, for their daughters as well. Um, yeah. yeah. I hope so. I mean, that's the goal, really. Like, yeah. I just, you know, want it to be a blessing. And it <laughs> is. It is. Winter, I am so glad I got to know you in Uganda. Yeah, I feel the same. It was such it was a fun, fun trip. So many memories. So many memories. Um, just going to a new place for the first time for a lot of us. And so that was fun. It's fun when it's your first, you know, 
Definitely. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll put all the links up to everything we talked about on my website and everyone can find you there. Winter, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jamie. It was so nice to catch up. I know. Okay. Well, have a good rest of your day. Enjoy your last right. few minutes before your girls get home. Countdown begins. I know. Countdown begins. <laughs> all right. Usually when I go make another cup of coffee, I'm like, okay, one more cup of coffee for the day. I got to go pull that chicken out. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and I'm going to send you the crock pot recipes and your life will be changed. So there you go. Yes. Thank you. Okay. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. bye. Guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with my girlfriend, Winter Pitts. She's just so much fun, and I had such a blast getting to know her when we went on our Uganda trip and we went to visit Soul Hope. If you haven't listened to the episode where I talked to the founder of Soul Hope, Asher, I love it if you go back and listen to it. It's one of my favorites. We talked a lot about the movie that Winter's daughter, Elena, is in, and it's called War Room, and it comes out August 28th. So I encourage you to find out if it's going to be near you in theaters and go watch it to support her daughter and to see a great movie that has a great message. We're going to be giving away a set. We're going to be giving away a book of Winters plus a magazine subscription. And I'm going to do that over on Instagram. I've done that before. My Instagram account is at Jamie Ivy. So go follow me. I'm going to ask you to tag three friends that you think might either love the podcast or they'd love to know more about Winter and her ministry to girls. So go follow me at Jamie Ivy, and hopefully you might be able to win a copy of the book and a magazine subscription. Guys, I hope you're doing fabulous. Have a great weekend, a great week, and I will see you next week. Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode.